Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This is Brother John back with you once again. Once again, I'm coming to you with a late night show. We came to you late last night, and we want to thank those of you who've been faithful to listen. God bless you. We thank you. So tonight, what are we talking about tonight? The show topic is doubt. The loudest silent killer. Doubt. Doubt. What is doubt? What is doubt? Praise the Lord. What is doubt? So doubt is defined as a feeling of uncertainty or lack of conviction. An example would be some doubt has been cast upon the authenticity of this account. So to feel uncertain about something. Uh, you You might doubt your ability to do something. You know what I'm saying? Doubt. So doubt is a great destroyer of hopes, dreams, and goals. It's the loudest silent killer. Why would I say that? Because you can have a person with tremendous potential, but they have so much doubt in their heart, they believe they can't go forward. They believe that They can't overcome obstacles and challenges in their life, or they doubt truth of a thing. They doubt that something is correct. And because they have all this built up doubt, it's very hard for them to move forward. And so many have fallen prey to the grips and schemes of doubt. Sometimes you you hear people say, Well, you know, I don't like hanging around that person because they're always so negative. Well, part of that is because that person probably doubts everything. You say something positive, they come back with something negative. I mean, even even simple things. What a beautiful day. It's going to be a great day today. Well, I don't know about that. I have everything, this, that, and another going on in my life. Huh? Where did that come from? I mean, they doubt everything, some people. And then you have individuals who may not doubt everything, but at the most inopportune times, they display and they harbor doubt completely. Doubt. It's the antithesis of what God teaches us from his word. All throughout the Bible, we're taught to be faithful, to teach faithfulness. And to rely on Jesus. That's what we're taught. 
And, you know, and as I play a little bit of Darius Polk in the background, one of my favorite songs right now, Strong Name. And so as we doubt, it's hard for God to use someone who doubts all the time. But we, we do have examples in the Bible where he used them. But boy, did they struggle. And man, it was difficult. You know, may as well trust in the strong name as Darius Polk sings. And I would encourage you to listen to that song. Go buy that song. It's a great song. The strong name, strong name of the Lord. Doubt. Doubt is the currency of, is not the currency of heaven. Faith is because faith moves God. So we have to destroy that doubt. Sometimes doubt becomes a stronghold in our lives. It, it's it's almost like a routine. You automatically believe negativity. You automatically accept negativity because you doubt the truth. Someone says, hey, well, you know, I'm going to bless you with something. Well, I don't know. Is he going to do it? He might. I don't know. Why not just trust God either way? Why not just trust God? Why not? It won't hurt you. It's only going to help you. So I defined doubt. So let's talk a little bit about faith. What is faith? What is faith? The Bible says right here. The Bible says right here in Hebrews. You know I was going to Hebrews. You already knew that. Going to Hebrews chapter 11. Praise God. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understood that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. And then I'm going to drop down here to verse 4. Well, I'll just keep with verse 4. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and through it, he being dead, still speaks. Verse 5, by faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. Enoch never died, y'all. Enoch never died. He was taken up, taken away, and he was found because God has taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But listen to this, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible, impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, I'm going to read this is verse 7 in this series. It says, By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. Imagine being Noah. And the Lord tells you it's going to rain. You're like, what? What's rain? Huh? Because it hadn't rained before. But Noah believed the word of the Lord. He didn't doubt. 
He believed it. And the Bible says because he believed it, he became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. Imagine that. Faith over doubt. Don't let doubt become a stronghold in your life. Don't let doubt become a stronghold in your life. I'm here to tell you, you let doubt get a grip of you. You start to doubt everything. I've seen this. I've seen this. It'll spread throughout your spirits like a cancer. And everything you'll start to doubt. And you'll become stagnated in your spiritual life. I'm telling you, it'll be very hard for you to grow. Because you doubt everything. Everything. Now let me transition your attention to Exodus. I want you to think about this for a minute. Exodus chapter 15. Now this is when the children of Israel had just been delivered out of the hands of Pharaoh. And they've come out of Egypt. Doing exactly what God purposed for them to do, which was to be set free and to go to the land of Canaan. Now, it took them 40 years to get there because of disobedience, doubt, the sin in their, in their lives, the crazy things they were doing all along the way. You know, scholars say today that if you were to take that journey from Egypt to what used to be the land of Canaan, it would only take four weeks if you were walking, four weeks. It took them 40 years. Let that set in, 40 years. And a lot of times we don't, we don't get to where we need to with our hopes, dreams, and goals because of doubt and disobedience. That's a true story. That's a true fact. We miss out on a lot because of doubt. I just read to you that faith moves God. And it's impossible to please him without it. Amen. So listen to this. Exodus 15. Verse 22, so Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Then they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Now, when they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Marah. And the people complained against Moses, saying, what shall we drink? So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. When he cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. Now, these Israelites, I'm sorry, but I have issues with them throughout the book of Exodus. I have some serious issues with them. The Lord God Almighty, the same one that you saw. You didn't physically see him, but the same one you saw, you knew he came down in a pillar of a cloud by day, in a pillar of fire by night. He separated you from the Egyptians. You see all of this. You just walked on dry land through a sea, and you think, you really think that God's going to let you go thirsty and die. 
He just put all those plagues on the Egyptians for you to be free. Just destroyed an entire army that came after you to kill you. And now all of a sudden you're going to die of thirst? Really? (laughs) Doubt. And, And honestly, this goes beyond doubt. This is straight foolishness. Foolishness. Unbelievable. And then we drop over here to Exodus chapter 16. Verse 1, and it says, and they journeyed from Elam. Now, this is after the Lord has set everything up for them. They have their water, and they journeyed from Elam, and all the congregation of the children of Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the 15th day of the second month after they departed from the land of Egypt. So there, the 15th day of the second month, okay? So they've been walking quite a bit. They've been traveling. Then the whole congregation, this is verse 2, then the whole congregation of the children of Israel, here's that word again, complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said to them, Oh, that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt. When we sat by the pots of meat, and when we ate bread to the full, for you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Lord have mercy. And of course, the next several verses is when the Lord instituted the manna, where the manna rained from heaven. And so, what am I saying to you guys tonight? What am I saying? I'm saying be set free from doubt. There's nothing wrong with, you know, you know, the Lord told you something and you're like, man, you know, really. But I gave you examples tonight where people are going overboard. It's it's just unbelievable. The Lord rescued these people from so many different snares, dangers, and they still thought Moses and Aaron didn't know what they were doing and was leading them astray and now they're going to die of thirst and they don't have meat to eat and they need food and what are you doing? You should have left us in Egypt is what they said. Wow. Doubt. The Lord tell you to do something and what he's going to do because we know his word cannot return void. We know God is who he is and you start to doubt that. Oh my you can't be a double-minded man, the Bible tells us. You can't be double-minded. And you can't be tossed to and fro like the waves of the sea. You have to be anchored and strong in the faith and believe the word of God. Period. End of discussion. That's it. That's it. But see, doubt is the loudest silent killer because here's what's interesting when you doubt and you don't go forward when you were supposed to do a thing that affects other people think about it you were supposed to be somewhere to do a thing that blessed someone else but you had doubt in your heart for some reason you didn't do it so guess what somebody else the Lord has sent somebody else in your place don't get don't get the Lord twisted now his will is going to be accomplished So we need to be grateful that we can be a part of his will because it's his will. And so, you know, 
when we doubt, other people may be affected by our doubt. But we have to be strong in the Lord. Ephesians 6, put on that whole armor. You have on the helmet of salvation. It's hard to get things in your mind that would cause you doubt because you have on that helmet. And we know that the, the shield of faith is going to quench every fiery dart thrown at you, including doubt. That metaphorical armor written about in Ephesians 6 is powerful. And, of course, it describes all of the pieces that the Roman soldiers wore back then. That's where Paul was going with that. So we have on that armor, that shield of faith, and then we have the sword of the spirit to throw the word right back at doubt. Oh, I can't do a thing. Oh, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Because, see, the Lord is going to bless you so that you can do that. Because you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Just like the Lord has blessed you to be a minister or whatever it is you do in Christianity. You're going to do that. And you're not going to let fear dictate your walk with Christ. See, doubt and fear go together. You can call them twins if you like. They go together. You have to get rid of them both. They have no place, no place under your roof. It's only thus says the Lord and what's in that scripture. That's it. That's it. Nothing else. And if you have people around you who are always doubting and planting seeds of doubt, you better pray about that. Sometimes, you know, we, we have to remove people from our lives who are not making sound investments, spiritual investments in our life. Because don't get it twisted. We are all investors. It doesn't matter whether you have a, a, uh, a mundane bank account or not. You don't need to have an earthly bank account. You are an investor. Either you are investing in faith or you're investing in doubt because everyone will receive a return on what they invest in. I promise you that. I promise you that. And the Bible also says this a different way. It says, you know, if you sow to the spirit, you'll reap the things of the spirit. You sow to the flesh, you're going to reap the things of the flesh. That's another way to say it. We are all investors, but what are you sowing into? Into what? What are you allowing to dictate your walk? Is it doubt? Is it fear? You have to break those strongholds. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 6. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. And we have to renew our minds. We have to cast down every argument and imagination that would exalt itself against the knowledge of Christ. 2 Corinthians 3. I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 through 6. That's real. But we are all investors. So be careful where you're putting deposits. Be careful. Because you're going to reap a return. Make sure it's the return you want and not the return you don't want. Praise God. So anyway, it's uh, 1149 on the east coast of the United States. And I think I have talked enough. I think we all get the point and uh, as I'm saying this to you on this broadcast, I'm also talking to myself. And I thank God for this word tonight. 
And I want to just say, if you don't know who Christ is, let me encourage you to get to know who he is. I will direct your attention to Romans chapter 10, verse 8 through 13, where it says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Not maybe, not perhaps, not we hope so or we think so, or there's a strong possibility, but it says shall be saved. Praise God. And if you don't know the Lord, let me tell you, don't listen to people who tell you you're too far off. You're too far off. God can't use you or he doesn't even hear you. He doesn't know your name. You, you, you just might as well stop wasting your time. That is a lie. That is a lie. That is an absolute lie. And so if you want to know who the Lord is, and I encourage you to get to know him. Just say, Lord, forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. I believe by faith that you are the Lord. And I want you to be my Lord and Savior and walk with me every day. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. And teach me your word. You teach me your word. Holy Spirit, teach me. Father, teach me your word. And I thank you for being my Lord and Savior. It's that simple. People make it complicated. It's not. And again, I encourage anyone who's new to the faith to read the four Gospels so you understand and know the character of Jesus Christ. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read Romans 8. And show you, Romans 8 will show you that there's nothing that can come between you and the love God has for you. And that you're more than a conqueror. Praise God. You're more than a conqueror. You're not just a conqueror. But you're more than a conqueror. Anything that comes against you that stands in the way, you can overcome that. And you overcome it not by your strength, but by Jesus' strength. Nothing can come between his love for you. Nothing. Not even your past. You know, I, uh, I recall several years ago. Back in 2006, I believe it was, maybe in 2007, I was sitting in my bedroom, and I turned on the television, and I saw Tampa Bay Buccaneer coach John Gruden giving an interview, and he said something that I'll never forget. You know what he said? He said, you can't live life looking in the rearview mirror. You can't. Can you imagine driving your car? And all you do is look in the rearview mirror. How many accidents would you get into? Because you don't see behind. What's behind you is behind you. Leave it there. Go forward in the name of Jesus. Go forward in the name of Jesus. And be blessed in all that you do. Leave the past where you found it. Sometimes we have to leave people in the past where we found them. Because sometimes that's the only way we're going to grow and get ahead in life um, and walk with God correctly is we have to let go of those people that we thought were friends, but they actually showed us over the years that they're really not. They're really not. God knows, you know, hey, I've had to march on from several people 
I pray for them. I have no ill will for them. And you know what? You may have to do the same thing in order for you to reach up and get that fruit that God has for you. Okay? You have to do what God wants you to do. It's not about those people you think are your friends. Hey, again, we are all investors. What you sow into, that's what you're going to reap. Be careful who you have in your ear. Be careful. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Well, anyway, I won't uh, hold you guys anymore, any longer. It's almost midnight here on the East Coast. I want to say God bless you and thank you for listening. And uh, should you have any prayer requests, you can send them to Elisha Power Ministries at gmail.com. That's E-L-I-A-S-H-I-B, then the word power, and then the word ministries at gmail.com. And again, I am Brother John, founder of Elisha Power Ministries, and I want to say good God bless you and keep your head up. And remember, whatever you get in life, get more God. Good night. God bless you.